Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, 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 welcome to tonight's show. We've got a really great show lined up for you. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody. We are getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving. I'm excited. I'm stoked. And I hope you are, too. This is the first year that I am going to have a turkey. My Well, I mean, I'm going to have a turkey, but this is the first year that... Anyway, this is the first year that my turkey is, like, defrosted. Usually when I get them, they're frozen, so I'm up all night. I spend my whole night up all night, and I am, you know doing the water method to defrost. So I, I'm i forever up and down all night long, you know, adjusting the water levels and all that stuff for my turkey. Um, so it, it, I'm really excited to be able to just get up in the morning and plop it in the oven and, 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 get, and get the turkey cooked. And then I'm going to be over at my friend's house for Thanksgiving this year and uh, kind of traveling out and whatnot. But anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm the host, and I'll be your host for the next hour of California Haunts. Radio. You can find my paranormal team at www.californiahaunts.com. You can also find this this show at www.californiahauntsradio.com. Oh my God, I blew it again. See that? Too many websites. You can find the radio show at www.californiahauntsradio.com. You can find our web, the, the team website at www.californiahauntsradio.net. See what I mean? It gets confusing after a while. And uh, we've got all our shows over there at the .com. In fact, right now, if if you have issues with Facebook and you want to, you know, you want to get somewhere that's a little more stable to watch the show and watch it live, you can do that from um, the website at the .com. So uh, be sure to do that if, if you have issues with it. Uh, we have, like I said, we have a great show lined up. We have Lori McDonald. She's from Sacramento, and she also um, believes that somehow along the line that we are now living in an alternative alternate timeline so uh we'll uh see what if she can get up ah, there she is and uh looks like she's coming in yeah so i'm really excited to talk to her i heard her on another on one of the other shows and and, and she had really cool stuff to say about that alternate timeline so uh again uh, welcome and remember sunday evening at 6 30 we are going to be back on the air i've been reading from dickens a christmas carol every sunday and uh it's been going really well. We're going into the fourth chapter now where he meets the uh, ghost of Christmas yet to come. And uh, once we finish that, uh, we'll see what the timeline's like because I'm trying to read up. I was going to read up through Christmas, but I'm thinking I'll read up through New Year's. And um, maybe we'll we'll slip into the Polar Express and uh, Miss, the Mrs. Miracle book and uh, read it up you know, just so we have something going for the holidays. But yeah, if you if you want to sit down and grab some, you know, popcorn or whatever or hot cocoa, you might want to do that. And uh, you can join me on Sunday for sit by the fire, and we can tell stories, or I can tell a story and you know tell you about a Christmas Carol. Uh, California haunts right now. We are doing really good. You guys have been doing doing really good with the numbers. But uh, again, we're doing really good with our numbers, and I have you guys to thank for it. You know our. Uh, Podcast downloads are really are really up this month, and our YouTube uh, subscribers are really good this month as well. But we still need more and more and more. You know, we want to keep the YouTube thing going, and we need you guys to share these shows because we do have some really good programming on, just like our guests tonight. Because you know, and um, that would really help us out a lot because we we really want to hit the mainstream with this thing, and we're starting to go. If you if you Google California Haunts Radio now, you will come up with with us on on several different pod um, come you know companies that that are carrying us including i including now iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Fine. How are you? I am awesome tonight. Hang on one second. Sure. Okay. All right. I got it fixed. It did a weird thing. I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> we're back. I see you now. You were just a little little tiny thing on my screen. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm a transplant. I'm actually from Ontario, Canada, and uh, came to Sacramento uh, probably in about 1982, and then traveled to some other states, and then back again. Oh, cool! Oh, cool! 
Tell me about you. You're a hypnotist. How does one become a hypnotist and why? <laughs> I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Okay, I'm sorry, hypnotherapist. I apologize. No problem. Um, <laughs> some of the differences actually is a hypnotist might be used for something more like a stage performance for entertainment, sure. whereas hypnotherapy is used for either behavioral modification, an opportunity to move past addiction. There's a strong possibilities of memory retrieval, past life regression, but most importantly, it's highly effective in trauma, especially in a world where we're put up against situations where we have no reference points. If it's paranormal, mm -hmm. extraterrestrial, or even the strange and bizarre pandemic. You find yourself in a situation you might never have been in. The subconscious mind has nothing to draw from, nothing to compare it to. People can often hit a wall and not know how to proceed in their healing. So what we do is we bypass all the logical thinking because sometimes in therapy, you can talk till you're blue in the face. You logically understand cause and effect why you're behaving in a certain way if something happened. But the mm -hmm. emotional energy is not logical. It's rooted in the subconscious. And we can begin to allow that to become neutralized. Well, I apologize again. I don't know why the, the hypnotist was stuck in my head. I apologize. You're oh, a hypnotherapist. Problem. So, um, you you're off, you you obviously come from a clinical background, and most clinical backgrounds don't believe in anything paranormal. How how is it you believe? How is it that you that 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 you do the paranormal work? I'm an experiencer, and seeing is believing. And there are some times after you rule out anything that's logical, maybe you hear a voice in your head. Now, is that an auditory hallucination? Is that some mm -hmm. form of synthetic telepathy made by the government? Is that psychotronics information being transmitted electronically into the mind simulating a voice or your own voice? Or are you actually experiencing some form of communication, either paranormal or interdimensional or mm -hmm. extraterrestrial. So it's up to us to really begin to rule things out and challenge our reality. What is real, what is not real, what is true, what is not true. I was wanting to be a psychiatrist when I was young. Then I thought, well, that's a little heavily medicated, maybe a psychologist. But mm -hmm. then I went to, to a hypnotherapist and felt the transformation of moving out of an old energy for the first time. And I'd already done a lot of work, read a lot of books, but nothing really shifts inside until you move into the root of it. So I did it. I experienced it. I became very passionate about it. And now... <laughs> To add to that, uh, during a final exam, I had to regress uh, someone in mm -hmm. front of a panel of four judges. And he was looking for some creativity because we can also seek for blocked or locked potential, that potential we sense inside of us, but sometimes don't meet or reach. Mm -hmm. So we were on an exploration of retrieval of that specific creative energy. And all of a sudden, when I asked him to just move back, he was 10 <laughs> and on a camping trip uh, with the family and him and his brother were out exploring as Boisel Jew and they saw UFO land, they saw it open, they saw non-human entities leave. Well, I didn't see that coming, nor did our judges. When I went to ask him about the non-human entities, all of a sudden a ball of light, like about the size of a softball, appeared mm -hmm. at the forehead, zipped down his body, was gone. I looked over my shoulder, the judges, and, you know, two are like wide-eyed, and they saw what happened, and I'm indicating what, what, what? <laughs> and uh, they told me, carry on, obviously, have somebody regressed. So when I went to ask him his next question, he had no idea as to the extraterrestrial event, and he was back seeking 
um, creative energy as if we had never left that vein of thought. Whoa. Wow. So, hmm. Now you you are you yourself are an experiencer. Did that happen before you be, before you started your career or after? Uh, no, it's um, it's sort of a family thing. Um, as it turns out, uh, my grandmother, uh, my mother, father, all had. Uh, experiences of some sort. My grandmother back in 1939 came out of the farmhouse. It was late in the fall and she was still going to hang some clothes up on the clothesline. And she had the basket sort of hooked on her hip. She came around the corner and, you know, the cornfields were harvested already. So the crop was low and there was a UFO hovering and she held on tight to the basket and she watched mm -hmm. it. And she said it went up, wobbled sort of, and sped away. I asked her what she did next. And she said, of course, she held onto the laundry and hung it on the line because the old ringer washers were hell. <laughs> and <laughs> she wasn't going to drop the laundry, but she just sort of put it in the back of her mind. And I'm surprised at that reaction. She sort of buried it. And then both parents, um, without my knowledge, uh, had uh, issues with uh, phenomena. And my mother, in particularly, did and affected her in a way that she ended up putting me up for adoption. And it wasn't until I was 50 uh, that I had filmed a TV show and she was in Canada and saw it and called me up and said, hey, I had no idea the research, the support group that you run in. And I want to tell you the story of your birth and why I couldn't raise you. And I was like, what? So called my husband over and we had just come back from McKinley Park in Sacramento. And we were only a couple of blocks and we weren't, you know, too exhausted or anything. We sat down, we put the speaker on and she proceeded to say how she had had these encounters during her pregnancy then after she felt very uncomfortable with me and she gave a very long detailed story of what sounded like a classic abduction. But when she went looking for help, uh, she was unable to find it. What propelled her to call me was the fact that I run support groups uh, to help people understand and to question logically, follow specific protocols, uncover uh, the information um, because any extraterrestrial that's taking you against your will mm -hmm. and coming in the night is not following the appropriate protocols. And those would probably be the ones that we wouldn't want to have contact with. Mm -hmm. So those were the ones that she had contact with. <laughs> and because it uh, upset her so much, um, it was, I apparently was a constant reminder she couldn't bond with me and she put me up for adoption and I had no idea why until I was 50 and she had couldn't talk to people. So she kept journals and she asked me if I wanted to read what had happened to her. And of course I did. That makes me wonder because when you say, you know, she was pregnant with you. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's what they were fascinated by. I mean, could you have been maybe a star child? Well, you know, all humans carry extraterrestrial strands of DNA, maybe some more than others. I don't feel particularly different than anybody else. And I know a lot of people call themselves star childs and so forth. I do feel somewhat enlightened. I feel that I'm actualized in my spiritual journey, that I have an understanding of the cosmos and cosmology. And I know that the human is far more powerful and important than they know. I know that the human has an opportunity to evolve into something even better as we begin to heal from trauma, find the true spiritual self, align with our potential, become empowered in a way that allows us to progress peacefully. You know, and all of those things are obtainable when we begin to decide how it is we want to be in the world. 
can mm-hmm. ask yourself questions. Is this how I want to be? Is this how I want to feel? Is this what I wanted to do? And if you're answering no to those things, then maybe becoming more aligned and understanding the true self and letting go of memories that are no longer helpful or serving the highest purpose in your life. Because there's a difference between your fate and your destiny. Mm-hmm. And we all have a destiny. We all have a purpose. We are all are equal, but individuals. So there's a lot of action in the world to disempower us. Hypnotherapy, I've found to be the most effective tool in allowing that integration, overcoming self-defeating thoughts, taking those first steps in self-mastery, learning how to understand your mind, your body, ultimately controlling both your mind. And if you're not controlling your mind, you Mm -hmm. can be assured someone else would like to do it for you. Absolutely. We have to be aware these days. Things are different. Mm -hmm. Things are a lot different now. When you talk about it, you're the second person I've heard say that um, about the good aliens and the bad, the bad alien races, you know, where you're the second person this week I've heard talk about, if you're being abducted against your will, those aren't the right ones. That's right. What does that mean to explain to other people? It means that we have fundamental, universal human rights. And as Mm -hmm. people begin to understand what they are, most people don't understand the definition of human. They don't know what the word people implies. Human, hue is the word we use to measure light. Man comes from the word manifestation, to come into the physical or to be embodied. Human, light-embodied being is the definition of the type of entity we are. And when you know what you are, you're beginning Mm -hmm. to understand the multidimensional aspect of the human soul. Other entities who are not light-embodied don't Mm -hmm. have a spiritual ascension like the human does. And so they would like to hijack our ascension by creating a hybridization. The truth is their artificial intelligence is what is the downfall of their own civilization, the dimming of their own interior light. And without asking our expressed permission, they Mm -hmm. ultimately have no right. And so the more we claim our rights, the more we understand who we are, what we are, not only are we answering some of those fundamental philosophical questions that man has Mm -hmm. pondered for a millennium we are standing in our power and we are creating a boundary that says you can't take me you can't take my children you can't generate fear you can't lie to our kids and say you're the real parents because you're creating that seed of discord in the nuclear family and that's harmful to the psyche of that child Mm -hmm. It's harmful to the psyche of a person to traumatize them. Now, are they bad? Are they evil? The answer is no. What they are, are self-serving. They, their intentions are not to create fear. Their intentions are not to, to be malicious or they're not nefarious by nature. They just don't care. They just don't care. They're not looking at us valuing our life because we don't value our life. So there are ones that seem beautiful or unconditionally loving. You might Mm -hmm. have a hard time differentiating between them and an angel because characteristics are are very similar. But it's really all about respect. Um, Even in the paranormal world, you're dealing with uh, discarnate entities. Um, There are protocols again and following, you don't want to open up all these doors and allow anything or anyone to come through. Mm -hmm. We have to be very careful and respectful of what little we really understand about the paranormal world. But I've been privileged to hear some of the most extraordinary EVPs where I would ask uh, the question and it would be answered uh, on the tape recorder (laughs) and uh, clear and concise and, you know, no um, 
not ambiguous at all, very clear. Now, however, uh, again, we have to be very careful because non-human entities lie. Mm -hmm. And they claim to be this or that or more powerful than they are. And we have to be able to move through uh, the appropriate questioning to ensure that we're not creating harm to ourselves or our environment. And very interesting. Um, since you're an experiencer and you do work with other experiencers, is there a common thread that you found when you have put people under hypnosis to, you know, to, to regress them, to talk to them about, you know, um, their experiences? Is there a common thread with people? There are multiple commonalities among experiencers. There are different categories of the experience, whether it's a consciousness hijacking, like the soul is separated from the body, or mm -hmm. whether or not it's a physical one. As some are uh, in nature, they're designed to harvest genetics. Other abductions are to push the human to see what they'll do. Um, so because we have adrenaline and we can be moved without thought to display superhuman strength, we can also be moved without thought to display uh, superhuman psychic ability. And uh, certain extraterrestrials, reptilians, uh, greys uh, in particular, are very interested uh, in our ability to do this. I think they'd like to send little frequencies to block our ability to continue to develop in, the, in that area. Uh, but it's natural to the human to have this happen or for the mind to mind over matter, basically, is mm -hmm. when our thoughts are manifested outside of the laws of physics. <laughs> and there we open the door into the paranormal <laughs> outside of our laws of physics and we get to experience another realm of reality but again always proceeding with caution because mm. um we can if we believe in the existence of angels then we have to take into consideration a demon as this mm -hmm. third dimensional reality is the reality of duality polarities north south good bad so on of course good and bad primarily conceptualized ideas by people, but the highest vibrational frequency of all is doesn't recognize bad or evil. There's mm -hmm. just no harmony. There's no residence. It's just not recognized. And so therefore it has no effect. I have a question in the chat room. Um, how can a soul separate from the body? All the time we do that. I have out of body experiences astral travel, lucid dreaming, the consciousness is moving outside of the body. And what we realize is that we've still maintained that individuality. We still know who we are and we realize that we are outside of the body. So out of body experiences, near death experiences, all of these show that we, the soul exists without the body. Hence, light and bodied mm -hmm. okay my question here too is you're an experiencer and i always wonder about people like you or me you know because i'm a newspaper reporter by trade so you know you're trained to observe things i'm trained to observe things so mm -hmm. when you are taken aboard i mean are, are you making mental notes on all this stuff or, or do you forget after you come back some people do forget mm -hmm. um also by design some people have a recollection and some people don't aren't affected by whatever uh, psychotronics they're displaying. So whatever sort they sort of mix our cross our brain waves, the delta and the theta brain wave, they try to simulate the sleep state so that we'll go along with them. We've heard of people moving through walls. Right. We've heard of the most unbelievable things yet the commonalities among them. And I've been able to, you know, travel to many countries and 
uh, interview a number of experiencers on remote islands and jungles and uh, metropolitan, cosmopolitan cities. And it doesn't matter what language we speak or what our spiritual beliefs are. We see that the consciousness moves out of the body. We see that there is a, there are other layers of life, mm -hmm. other layers of reality. Yeah, observing them is very important. When you can move through through that perspective of observing, you're sort of creating a barrier to not emotionally uh, react to a situation, which generally will change the outcome of it. Okay. Okay. And um, you know, I wonder about this. I mean, people that do tend to remember tend to remember this stuff always talk about them doing um, tests on people. What do you think those tests are, are for that they're doing? Well, there's a lot of things. Like I said, uh, psychism is one of them. But also uh, the testing that they're doing, I think, is surrounding genetics. It has to do with the hybridization program, creating a, a human alien that can possibly integrate into our society. There are many people, experiencers included, who believe that there are extraterrestrials already integrated in society and that they look just like us. Um, okay. That's quite a possibility. Um, I read a news article today said that uh, the possibility of other humans in the universe is great. I've never heard that ever before until today. Right, right, right. I mean, it's interesting. Human, not life humans specifically so i i thought that that is quite interesting and it kind of makes sense anyway absolutely now i wanted to ask you something too um you know the people that disappear in the woods and stuff you know that the ones like the you know the uh missing 411 people you know that do you mm -hmm. think they that's attributed to, yeah do you think that's that's attributed to, to these uh, um abductions you know I think that some of them certainly are. I think that there are certain areas that have um, phenomena. Oddly, the with missing 411 and, and David's work, most of those are in national parks. And national mm -hmm. parks don't have to report uh, into the same form of missing people agencies like on public property and mm -hmm. private property. National property has different laws. I think that that might have something to do with it. Uh, but then we see now a mix of uh, the cryptoids like uh, Bigfoot entering into these equations, saying that they're taking people um, because some of the very odd and peculiar things are right where the, say, a child went missing, finding a year or a year and a half later after the area has been thoroughly searched by experts mm -hmm. and volunteers pristine sneakers or something to that effect that implies something you know a yeah. knowing an awareness why are the shoes back mm -hmm. is that saying that we have your child the child's okay their shoes are okay I don't know what it means is it sure. just a, a big foot putting them back we have no idea hence the incredible mysterious mm -hmm. world that we have this right. great opportunity to live in. I always wonder with these creatures that people see, because like you say, you know, these tests that these, that the aliens are doing are genetic based. So I always wonder if maybe I'm not saying a Bigfoot's a mistake, you know, but maybe somewhere along the line in our early evolution, when they were doing these tests on us, there were, you know, accidents. And so you have the big foot, you, you have the dogmen and you have this going on. You know, I, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Another possibility is that Bigfoot evolved beside us with right. other um, uh, Erectus and mm -hmm. Neanderthal and that, that there's just a third uh, human type entity. Sure that's still sort of hiding out just like we still have a uh, primitive people on islands right now that have they're guarded they have no interaction they haven't changed in 10,000 years 
and and now the fear is you know mixing bacteria and viral and issues but mm -hmm. yeah so it's definitely a possibility uh say the dog man for instance to me now this is just speculation and a little bit of instinct that feels more mm -hmm. like montauk um, sure. that feels uh, more like a, a deep you know dark government cia experiment and we already know openly um, the hybrids that our own government has made, uh, putting human mm -hmm. DNA into other animals. It's been implied in chimpanzees. I believe the famous one, his name was Tom, and he walked upright and his face was just a little too human for comfort. Um, and it made you feel uneasy that mm -hmm. maybe some intelligence was trapped in a, maybe a nonverbal body. So there's lots of uh, other things. We've grown human ears on rats and um, cloned and our own genetic experiments could follow the line of extraterrestrials. And so we can't, you know, point our finger so harshly and say, they did this, we're doing that. Mm -hmm. We're creating our own cryptoids. I think not only Dogman, but um, Hellboy was definitely sure. implied that that was another creation and there are several others uh, the chupacabra could also have mm -hmm. been an escaped one so when i deal with people who have had um reptilian experiences they they say that those also involve humans and they feel that they're at some form of base deep underground sometimes they say it feels like they're under a mountain and i had it relayed to me by a witness that said um, there are multiple floors of all sorts of hybrids and that we've experimented with this. Even our own mythology talks about um, cyclopses and uh, what's the horse, centurions with half horse, half man. So yes, there's this big about. hybrid push. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now, you also uh, talk like you also like to discuss timelines. Um, is there something about this being maybe possibly an alternate timeline from where we're supposed from where we're supposed to be that we veered off or something somewhere? Well, certainly people have written me emails, contacted me, and mm -hmm. expressed some very serious timeline shifting people saying that they don't think we're in the same timeline. And then when we look into mathematics and we see mm -hmm. that the 99.9% .9 probability of parallel universes, taking that into account, overlap that now with quantum computers where mm -hmm. they literally say they take their resources from another dimension. The quantum computer is like the difference between uh, a solar-powered calculator mm -hmm. and a rocket ship, okay? And that's the difference. And so we use quantum computers or the D-Wave computer. We also have CERN, who is doing some experiments um, with the particle, the Large Haldron particle collider, smashing them together, trying to simulate the Big Bang Theory. That's not too dangerous, right? <laughs> um, and, and so the theory was that um, they literally created a terror in 2012 wow. and that there was an overlapping of consciousness, a timeline slip. And there are some people who believe that as we emit our thoughts, making decisions, should I do this or do that, that these begin to play out not sure if I buy into that completely. However, I do know that our thoughts create emissions and these emissions are magnetic in nature and create sort of, sort of likes attract likes, sort of cloud consciousness of information that you can draw from. Uh, so there is a lot to be said about how our thoughts emit, you know. So I recently, worked with an experiencer that maybe you or your audience knows. Um, her name is Demi Lovato. And uh, she has a new show out on Peacock TV called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. 
And out oh. in Joshua Tree, out in the desert, uh, they saw some blue light, like a UFO. Later, she experienced non-human entities in her room. I regressed her on TV, but we hooked her up to an EEG so that we could monitor the brainwave, so that we could see mm -hmm. the beta brainwave, the consciousness that you and I are communicating in right now. See it moving, dipping, sliding down into the alpha brainwave where the memory is stored. She could draw upon that and express what she was experiencing. Her experience was very positive. The entity is very respectful in nature asking, do you want to know? Do you want to see? Which is the way it should be. And right. so we can see that brain waves travel and we can circumvent that to read them on a graph. And so it's very important, our thoughts, our beliefs. It's not only just the power of our words, but our thoughts too. So people that's can watch that and you can, and that's a very yeah. positive regression. And you can also on Vice TV, I regressed somebody in the clinic here in Sacramento and his experience wasn't quite so friendly and it was extraordinarily fear-based and he was terrified and you can see how we move through those levels and begin to understand how phenomena exists and how it affects mm -hmm. our consciousness. What I find interesting about Demi Lovato and Joshua Treat was that the, the book that terrified me, I think, you know, I, I was okay with reading about experiencers and abductions and whatnot. The book that really bothered me was um, Abduction in the Mojave. And this happened somewhere around Joshua Tree area. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a hot spot. Mojave right. And they had gone, this guy, you know, I don't know if you know the story behind it. This couple had gone camping in, 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 a, in a pickup that, that was a camper, you know, pickup camper. Mm -hmm. And from what they saw, they could see the, the ships off in the distance. And it looked like, and then there's a lot, you know, like, like the reports of, of maybe they're looking for minerals, you know, the mining thing, where they have these beams coming down from, from the ships. You know, and they were kind of going back and forth across the earth. And they, they sat there and watched them. But then she just, they decided to go to bed because they thought maybe they were government planes or, or whatever, you know, just doing exercises out there. And they, of course, got, got they were abducted. They went home the next day. And this is when they, they started to see these, these aliens come, you know, coming through the walls like ghosts. And they would, let, you know, they would float in and float out and lift them off the ground and all this. And I had never, at that point, I had never heard about them being able to come through walls like that. And it shook me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, as, as a paranormal investigator, it got me to thinking about, you know, what if what we're hunting as ghosts aren't really ghosts? What if it's these aliens? Because when you think about the reports of them being able to come through walls, you know, and they're in other dimensions, maybe that's what we're that that's what people are seeing or maybe mm -hmm. the even the evps because the evps a lot of them some are clear but a lot of them are distorted and they feel mm -hmm. and they're really distant so maybe we're hearing these evps over the you know from these aliens that that, that are like in different time than us definitely um, and that's the thing we can't definitively say right now we take our research we can look for commonalities we can put groupings together, mm -hmm. we can speculate. We can go by our firsthand experiences. I've seen mm -hmm. non-human entities. I've been face to face or eye to eye uh, with uh, the short gray and tall gray and other entities as well. Um, but whatever it is that they were trying to do to me just didn't seem to work. I was calm, mm -hmm. relaxed, uh, very much like I am now, just being myself and backed. I was excited and felt that I was psychologically prepared to handle an encounter like that and that there might be this incredible exchange of information and maybe something I've been waiting for my entire life, right? Mm -hmm. But their intentions <laughs> were not in alignment with mine. And sure. they knew everything they needed to know already about that. <laughs> and it didn't go at all the way that I liked. Um, and so it took me a couple of experiences to become empowered enough 
to prevent them uh, from happening again. There are ways to do that. It's really best to resonate to with something that you're more in line to, a higher understanding extraterrestrials that incorporate those higher frequency emotions like compassion and empathy, love, mercy. I guess I guess it's like anything else. I mean, we, we've got the we've got good people. We've got not so good people on on the earth. We've got yucky people on the. I'll say yucky, nice yeah, yucky right. people on the earth. So I would think even the extraterrestrials they they have that too. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be races that are really cool. There's going to be the races that aren't so cool. I mean, and really, the only difference is technology. Mm -hmm. Where sometimes our technology appears like magic to us being able to move mm -hmm. through a solid wall, but we all went to ninth grade physics and we mm -hmm. know that even though that sounds and appears solid, that it is not, that mm -hmm. it is just moving at a slow atomic level. Now, clearly they're more advanced and can work with that, making it malleable so that they can move through it. We know it's moving anyway. It's all an illusion, the solid thing. So we need to get past that in our mind and begin to see the way that they're working with it and, and demystify it in a way so that we're not so uh, taken by their technology or their feats, what they can do. Although it's pretty impressive uh, with the craft, um, the morphogenic qualities that it displays, get moving in size and shape. And sometimes mm -hmm. one craft, you know, having two or three or four or five come out of it. And, and mm -hmm. that's incredible. I actually saw that happen. Um, a little town of Pacifica outside of San Francisco um, had uh, all of the equipment set up, aimed out at the ocean. And sure enough, a UFO or unidentified submerged object came up and turned into an unidentified flying object. And as it came up, it hovered, the bottom opened and multiple smaller ones came out and I was mesmerized watching it. And I've never been, of course I see a lot because I seek. And even right. like Mojave Desert, that is a hot spot. And I think minerals, a uh, very specific mineral, is uh, what they indeed are looking for. And um, if you want to see a UFO, if you want to have that experience, it really is all about looking up. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, after a lot of sessions, um, I went outside to take a breath. It was in mid-afternoon and... And, you know, I'm just kind of relaxing and breathing and making sure I'm you know, doing my highest, best job with the people. And I sort of look up into the sky and it's like this oval white opened <laughs> and a UFO is there now in the sky. And I'm like, wow, watching mid-afternoon, clear as can be, and then it shoots across the entire sky and and to me it felt like um maybe as my thoughts are going out and that my highest desire is for the betterment of the people that mm -hmm. i'm working with that it was acknowledged somehow and there is you know an amazing thing happening i think that we're living in the most exciting time ever in history we're seeing our world, which is currently in the higher third dimension, according to NASA. We see that it's changing and we see that the universe as we know it is expanding. People are just no longer associating themselves uh, with just, oh, this is my country, my planet. We know we're floating in space. We get it. We're floating in space. <laughs> we're in this incredible spiral galaxy we're aliens yeah to others sure and we're just a little younger a little less experienced a little less evolved but we're taking those giant steps right now with the government the pentagon releasing videos like the TikTok videos of the naval air force chasing ufos mm -hmm. what that does really 
is it removes the burden of proof from the experiencer. They don't have to prove they saw a UFO. The government said there are UFOs. They're just saying, I saw it too. And that's the difference right now. We're moving mm -hmm. into a soft disclosure. People who are normal <laughs> in every way can be experiencers, broaden, expand the reality, understand the multidimensional aspect of the self, begin to understand your place not only in the world, but perhaps in the universe as well. And that's where we're heading. Absolutely. Now, when you said earlier, you mentioned that you were able to um, figure out a way to avoid the, the, the negative ETs from, from taking you. How did you do that? Well, I had um, at that time been meditating for around 16 years, 18 really, but six of them were not great. <laughs> Just <laughs> figuring it all out. Um, I started meditating at 12. I started with TM. By the time I was 18, I'd progressed moving to different forms of meditation. But at this time now, I really was in alignment and it was my uh, individuality and a declaration really of no telling them. And then I realized that there are universal laws and that if they're taking us against our will, they're not supposed to do that. They're tricking us. They're making us think we're dreaming. We're in a sleep stage, you know, and we're not saying yes or no. And by not mm -hmm. specifically saying no, we're complying. And so we have to specifically say, no, you know, not me, not my bloodline, not my family. But Eisenhower, as you probably know, allowed the abduction of 250,000 people, according to the Eisenhower administration, that he had had a, a meeting with tall whites and non-humans in exchange for some technology. Some of that technology they said may have been fiber optics. Other technologies mm -hmm. were mentioned as well. But the problem is certain extraterrestrial races live longer than us. They live like 900 to 1100 years. And so if they're abducting somebody, it's going to be through the generations. It's the only way they're going to get mm -hmm. a good, clear sampling. And so they continue to do that. We don't really understand their physics or, or, or how to manipulate the environment like they do. And so we don't, we're not equal in that power yet. But our own personal power, we can tell them no. And they and the reptilians, the greys and the reptilians will comply. They're highly regimented. And if you tell them no you're outranking them or whatever it is it's staying within that personal power mm -hmm. well and there's a small percentage that. of people i think 25 percent of people have indicated that asking for higher help such as jesus has intervened as well i have to also say that that's part of okay. it okay yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing about somebody being able to to to, to say no essentially on these things. Because usually when you hear when you when you see the reports or the or the movies or or or, or the TV shows, you know, it's always that they're they're so shocked by or they're so you know mesmerized by what's going on that 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 they they can't say no. And this is the first time I've really heard that. Mesmerized, the right word. They're using that delta wave transmitter. Uh huh and creating a compliance. They're violating our fundamental human rights. The more we figure this out, the more we stand up for it, and the more uh, they're gonna get the idea and change their tactics. If somebody thinks they might have been abducted, is, is there any, are there any signs on their body that, that they could like look at? Absolutely. Um, there are multiple indicators of abduction. Not all of them are going to be definitive, but sometimes after an abduction, people have an increased craving for vitamin C. They'll eat five or six oranges or drink several glasses of orange juice. This may indicate that 
There could be some form of decontamination, uh, compromised immune system, and many experiencers share some commonalities with allergies to uh, penicillin, other antibiotics, certain opiates. Now, if you're not sure, you could always check your body for specific bruising, scoop marks, injection wounds. Um, if you feel that you have had an implant, take a magnet, a high-powered magnet to that area on your body and see if you can move it underneath. If that's moving, then there's a good chance that that is an implant. Doesn't mean it's extraterrestrial. But we see like little triangular um, injection marks or bruising mm -hmm. on the inside of the arms if you were led somewhere forcefully. Uh, women also indicate uh, bruises on the outside of the hips as if they've been restrained in a way. So all of those could be indicators. In the 80s and 90s, people also had bloody noses. Uh, they would wake up. Of course, you have to have multiple ones. Now, glimpsing or dreaming mm -hmm. about UFOs is sometimes an indicator. Not always. Sometimes it just means you're dreaming about UFOs. But if you are, then, and there are other indicators, then you might begin to look at it. Sense mm -hmm. into the body. See how you feel. Your body will trigger um just like how you were triggered by the Mojave shaken reset. I understand mm -hmm. that. Um, usually that's because there's a resonance mm -hmm. in that energy. Uh, something's familiar and that's why. So yes, all of those things, those even those feelings, a trigger to an image of an extraterrestrial where that it's just like not a normal response. Um, mm -hmm. Also, people will uh, have a hard time sleeping afterwards and uh, begin to stay up late at night or change their schedule as dramatically as possible because they become afraid of the dark. Mm -hmm. And if all of a sudden you're 30 and for no other reason you're now afraid of the dark or in alignment with multiple other things. And yeah, you might want to look into that. Have you come across anybody um, in, in your work that has had an implant at all? Yes, as a matter of fact, um, a local man, and I have his MRIs uh, from UC Davis. Uh, I have three complete sheets of brain scans, and it does look like there's an object in the pineal gland now, he hmm. feels he has two other implants on his leg. Um, one kind of was behind the knee, and one was closer to the fold near the groin in his leg. And over the years, uh, they seem to be moving together. And I've filmed them and touched them. And when I try to, like, corral one, like I put my mm -hmm. fingers, it retreats. It seems to move. Um, so I do have those MRIs and because I'm the president of a nonprofit organization called Opus. Opus mm -hmm. is the organization for paranormal understanding and support. He has given me the MRIs and upon his demise, the implant itself. So he's going to have an autopsy upon his demise mm -hmm. and have that removed and turn it over to Opus so that we can check to see He's already been checked to see shrapnel, um, but there are no entry, no exit wounds, and no other mm -hmm. plausible, at this point, reason. So that's the way that is. So, yeah, implants. And how many times do you, uh, do you remember uh, being taken? Personally? Yes. Yeah, um, against my will. Only a couple. Okay. Uh, other than that, um, and after that, my personal experiences are really far more spiritual in nature. Um, I sort of have these um, amazing 
experiences, the entities that I perceive are sort of this, just sort of a silhouette, an outline of a human in this really soft but brilliant violet color. And mm-hmm. I've sensed them, seen them from about the age of uh, maybe six. And at one point, um, they've called me by my name and asked me if I wanted to see, and I did. So when I began to have an understanding of the fourth dimensional consciousness thinking, mm-hmm. began to see the multidimensional aspect of the human soul. And it's not like they give you anything, right? You sort of earn um, what you learn. Mm-hmm. And it's through doing your own emotional work, creating that balance, desire, higher understanding of the existence, our nature, our reality. You know, I did spend um, years uh, learning how to meditate in a Buddhist temple. And it was because of an out-of-body experience or a very lucid dream. I dreamed the temple and then later came upon it. And they asked me, how did I find them? And I said, uh, well, first I said, why have I come? I said, I've come to meditate. They said, how did you know about us? I said, I dreamed you. And it's there through those learnings of meditation that mm-hmm. I've learned how to control my mind. I understood more from those monks about other worlds and non-humans and the thousand cases that I've done. Mm-hmm. It's really about our mind. It's about us. The entities that I've interacted with are such a high vibration their voice is so high feminine bird-like rapid and unconditionally loving and it's beyond beautiful and frankly i think they gave me a spoiler alert as if i saw the future outcome of this beautiful golden planet as if we really self-corrected began Mm -hmm. to maybe raise soldiers and instead of that we raised sons and daughters who could be empowered and respectful and loving so that's really what um, it's all about and so whatever relationship we have human non-human it's about respect it's about unconditional love it's about our ability to let go of the lower emotional energy that no longer serves us, the things that people hold on to, they are actually like a gravitational force preventing Mm -hmm. that natural ascension to a higher illuminated mind. That was my other question, because you you, you mentioned, you know, seeing seeing the earth, you know, in in this one state. Did they um, at any time warn you about any future events or anything like that? Did, Did you get any impressions like that? You know, I had gotten those before, um, but it wasn't from those particular entities. No, mm-hmm. um, not from them. I really just started to understand uh, the ascension process of the human soul. Sorry, my I had to switch devices when we first started, and now I just had to plug my phone in. <laughs> That's cool. I'm good. <laughs> um what do you have to say to people that think that they might have had an experience? Well, I mean, if you think you've had an experience and it intrigues you, then you should begin to investigate that. Do a little research, find a hypnotherapist that's qualified. I would get one off the MUFON mental health referral list or go to mm-hmm. opusnetwork.org. Uh, we offer a 24 hour a day free online support group and other services, referrals and and whatnot. Okay. And for people that are currently being abducted and and they know it, or someone that's afraid to be abducted, what do you say to them if if and when it does happen? How how should they conduct themselves? Well, it depends on who's abducting them. If they're being abducted by a reptilian, then by all Mm -hmm. means, you have to outrank them and tell them they have no authority over you. They're highly regimented and they will comply. They know no different, they're programmed that way. 
the little greys, they're more um, artificial intelligence than sentient being, and you're not gonna get anywhere with them. Uh, the tall greys is who you'll have to say no to. They might try to trick you and say, oh, you have an agreement. And then you tell them that you only will honor an agreement that you have conscious awareness of. And uh, without mm -hmm. that, or prove it, you know, ask for a little evidence yourself because you can be tricked. So there are just so many <laughs> things. Now, if you're being abducted by a mantis being, mantis and other beings, of course, too, are very hive minded. They have like a collective consciousness. Our, mm -hmm. our individuality, again, throws them like nothing scares them more than not being connected to the hive mind. And you become powerful and strong. So you have to understand, you, we've got to level the playing field, which is why a lot of my work is trying to understand through witness account how uh, certain extraterrestrial races behave so that we know how to behave. Okay. That makes a lot of sense too to to figure that out. It makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. Because I mean if, if you're coming, you know, if you come face to face with something like a mantis being and you're scared to death and you don't know how to behave, then they're gonna react how, however you're behaving. Mm-hmm. Right. Well you're yeah. And now there are also the archon entities are parasitic in nature. They attach themselves to the electromagnetic emotional field of the human and as we emit thought waves we also emit spikes of emotional energy especially if we're angry or upset they can't create negative energy but they uh -huh. have this opportunity to like amp it up and so ask yourself am i behaving you know is this the right reaction is this in in, in line with the event um, uh -huh. archons have been talked about for thousands of years about how they attach and, and create that negative energy. In fact, negative energy is like popcorn. They feed off of it. But the humans have all sorts of little things living on us <laughs> and in us. <laughs> That's the scariest thing about it. Really it's true. Scary. We have little mites on our eyelashes, and we have bacteria, flora, and fauna, and the gut, all, all living and moving and having a life of their own right inside of us. That's it. That's it. So, so how, can people, <laughs> how can people find you on the web? Uh, I also have a True You Hypnotherapy Facebook page. I'm at Lori's True You on Twitter, but I'm not on there a lot because I don't like it. Um, but I'm also on Facebook <laughs> and opusnetwork.org, of course. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I want to thank you for coming tonight. I know it's close to Thanksgiving. People are busy, but I really appreciate you coming on. I learned so much. At some point, I'd like to get you on again and talk some more about this stuff. It's been fun. That would be great. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, well, you have a good Thanksgiving holiday. Everyone have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. All right, thank you, Lori. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that was pretty fun. Boy, did I learn a lot. Uh, Boba Fett, if you're still there, um, Boba Fett, uh, yeah, stay on the chat so we can uh, exchange some information here. I would love to talk with you and stuff and maybe have you on the show if, if that would work for you. Anyway, tomorrow night is going to be different. Um, I have a pre-taped show for you guys. Uh, it's going to be an interesting show. Author Stacy Horn um, did an interview with me. And if you guys remember a few months back, like last month, this month, maybe this month, I get so many shows, we did the story on Waverly Hills, did the story, we did the show on Waverly Hills, and um, that was, you know, talk about what was going, you know, what, what, what treatments people had at Waverly Hills and whatnot, and then the ghosts at Waverly Hills. This is a little similar, except we don't talk about ghosts. What we're talking about is Blackstone, is um, Blackstone's Island in New York. And this was a prison, a hospital, and a mental facility back in the 1800s that was opened up, obviously, on an island outside of New York. And they did some pretty atrocious things to people because back, back then they didn't have the treatments that, that they have now. And so Stacey Horn did a bunch of research and wrote a book about it. And so, like I said, we did an interview. And uh, I, th I think you're going like, to like the interview. So that's going to be tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. 
and that's going to be on YouTube, and I'm going to have the link up on Facebook as well. But if you want to find the interview, you know, in an easier way, it'll also be posted on the website at www.californiahauntsradio.com. That'll be an easier way to get to it for you guys. It'll be right on the front page of that. So I think that's going to be interesting. I will be in the chat room to talk with you guys, and uh, we could, you know, like I said, we can talk back and forth on that one. But it is a pre-record. Um, Sunday, again, I'm going to be reading from Dickens' Christmas Carol. I'll be back here at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for that. I want to thank everybody for coming. If you liked the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Um, still looking for subscribers on YouTube. So if, if you like these videos and then you're over on YouTube, press that subscribe button. You know, we, we want to keep building up our audience and let everybody know about us. You know, if, if you go back through all the archives, look at the different shows that we've done. Even if you go back to our blog talk radio archive, you'll, you'll see a bunch of shows that, that we've done over, over the last 10, 15 years. I mean, we, we've done a lot of shows, and a lot of topics. And, uh, yeah, subscribe. Subscribe and follow us because we've got, you know, we've got all the December's already booked. We're booking into January. We've got some really cool shows coming up for you guys, and we want to keep that happening. You know, we, we, we want to keep our audience up and build up our audience. That's what the key is here. Um, again, if, 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 you, if, you go, if you start Googling California Haunts Radio now, you're going to see us at different podcast networks, which, which is really fun. That's, today is the first day I saw that where we're showing up on Podchaser and we're showing up at different spots, including recently iHeartRadio and um, TuneIn Radio. So I'm, I'm really stoked about that. Um, PayPal.me at California Haunts is flashing down at the bottom of the screen. The reason why that is is the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team is a nonprofit group. So everything that we do as a team, equipment, you know, what, whatever else comes out of my pocket, including the show. So I'm paying for the internet, I'm paying for StreamYard, I'm paying for, you know, mics, I'm paying for all this, the lighting, I'm paying for all this other stuff. And, you know, it gets kind of tight after a while. So if you guys could find it in your heart to donate, you know, even $5, that that would be cool. I'd really appreciate it. And that's at paypal.me at California Haunts. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and show you her show you Lori's website so that, uh, you know, if, if you want to try and get a hold of her, you can do that. Otherwise, I will see you tomorrow in chat on uh, YouTube. Okay? So here you go. Here's Lori's website. And that would be true you hypnotherapy.com and here we go and I will see you tomorrow on chat have a good evening <laughs>